Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Next is now. Well, as the Olympic Games get underway, the House passed their version of the America Competes Act, which lawmakers say could help America regain its economic footing against China. Now, Democratic leadership wants uh, it on President uh, President Biden's desk as soon as possible. But is that possible is the bigger question or are there big speed bumps that are coming uh, towards this thing? And the thing you have to recognize is that there is a uh, version of this that was passed in the Senate, uh, but it is a vastly different animal. Uh, the the uh, version coming out of the House was over 3,000 pages long, uh, which I have a problem with because nobody read it. Uh, I guarantee you nobody read it. And so now they're going to have to take that 3,000-page bill and they're going to have to try to reconcile it in a way that will allow the vote that took place in the Senate over something very different, to be honest, Uh, some overlapping provisions, but many that are just totally different. So they'll have to reconcile those two things to make it mesh. Otherwise, they'll have to have votes in either the House or the Senate, depending on which way they go. So as we track that, as we move that forward, this was really supposed to be a shot across the bow uh, to the Chinese and that it was a real strong endorsement of America becoming stronger and more competitive. President Biden and his administration are looking for a win, so they're very anxious to get uh, this done uh, as they've had many failed opportunities in terms of uh, the voter right bill, uh, build back better, uh, and some other things that just haven't gotten across the finish line. So I want to break this down for you just a little bit rolling into the weekend. Recently, we talked with M. Wynn of ABC News, and she outlined where Democrats in the House and the Senate disagree when it comes to this legislation. And this is what will present the barrier to actually getting this bill to the president's desk. There's disagreements in which Democrats in the House believe that senators are putting provisions that are unrelated to manufacturing, like NASA funding. And then the House bill also includes provisions that seem less related to the topic at hand, like easing immigration restrictions and even climate research. So clearly there's uh, some challenges there in terms of what is in this big bill that was passed by the House today. Uh, So you are looking at things like immigration. Uh, Does that really need to be part of a bill that is the Competes Act uh, focused on China? Uh, and a host of other provisions in there that uh, there just seems to be some some vast disagreements, even amongst Democrats between the House and the Senate. Uh, and when also outlined where the Republicans uh, and crucially where business leaders have some issues with this piece of legislation. 
But we have heard some pushback from American companies that do business with China. They're concerned about the long-term efforts of both countries to achieve economic independence from each other. So this conversation, they say the country should engage more, find a better balance, while the majority of lawmakers say that there needs to be less dependence on China, there needs to be more dependence on the U.S. in general to have domestic manufacturing. Certainly, we are hearing from GOP lawmakers who say that this House bill, they haven't really been able to give any input to this House bill, and they want more legislation to be tougher on China. And then finally, we looked at uh, why are Democrats moving forward uh, with this version of it, despite having some major issues yet to iron out amongst themselves and uh, with their counterparts in the Senate? We know for sure that the president's domestic agenda, like Build Back Better, which is investments into climate and health care, is stalled right now for several months, as well as voting rights legislation. So Democratic leaders are really eager for a victory elsewhere. And this is where they're pushing next. So clearly, this is a priority for the White House and the administration. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi moved this through. The legislation was uh, voted on 222 to 210. Uh, Really interesting. One Republican, uh, Representative Adam Kinzinger, who was also uh, censured by the Republican Party today, he voted for the bill. And on the other side of the coin, Representative Stephanie Murphy of Florida was the only Democrat to vote against the bill. So pretty much on party lines, with the exception of one Republican and one Democrat who crossed over. And as we mentioned, the the Senate counterpart of this bill uh, had passed, uh, I think it was about June of last year. So it's been passed for quite a while. And in the Senate, it actually had the support of 19 Republican senators. So now that the House has a version of the legislation passed, the differences between the two bills have to be reconciled. So each, uh, both the House and the Senate, will put forward some conferees that are going to sit together and say, "Okay, what the House passed and what the Senate passed are not the same. So we have to reconcile that uh, in a way that actually makes sense. And so it will be interesting to see, first, how quickly those conferees are appointed. And Democrats and Republicans will both have conferees on that on that reconciliation uh, conference. And they'll get to start hammering away and say, well, this one, yeah, we don't need this one. We'll toss this one aside. Or this one has to stay in no matter what. And they'll debate that back and forth and, and rule on what is part of the bill and what isn't. And so all of that is going to be fascinating to watch and see what it actually does in the end. Now, let's get to what is the desired outcome. Uh, I think the outcomes that are most important uh, are the things relating to the semiconductor. Uh, there's $52 billion in the bill that supports domestic manufacturing and research of semiconductors. So these are the chips that all of us use all day, every day, in all kinds of devices and our cars. Uh, and that shortage uh, is a big part of that. So the electronic devices, uh, obviously, and cars in particular, have faced a lot of shortages through the pandemic, uh, which has spiked up costs, has created a lot of delays. Uh, and so that's one component to the bill where I think there is broad bipartisan support. Uh, there's other parts of it that just don't seem to make sense. There's a whole section in the House bill on climate change. And while climate change is a conversation that has to be had and things need to be done, Uh, But it's not part of a competitive strategy uh, against China uh, and strengthening the U.S. And so these are the things that that just drive me crazy back in Washington is when it's everyone realizes, okay, this bill's going to pass. 
So we're going to jam every possible thing we can think of in there because it's going to pass. And so we we want to get it done. And so Republicans and Democrats alike do the same thing. And they start stuffing stuff into the bill. And soon the bill gets very bloated. It balloons from maybe a couple hundred pages to several thousand pages. Now, interesting, some of the criticism of the bill has been centered on the idea that this really doesn't help us a lot or significantly enough with China. Uh, in fact, the minority leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, put out a statement that said you know, that the bill was more of a facade to cover up Democrats' reluctance uh, to actually doing anything to hold China accountable for a host of things. Uh, and, of course, that was countered uh, by the Democrats saying, look, this is a bill that really strengthens us against China. And there has been uh, broad support for that. Sixteen former U.S. Uh, national security officials, Republicans and Democrats alike, uh, have said this would be good in terms of uh, competitiveness uh, around the world. So as you as you look at uh, the back and forth on this one, and we'll continue to see how this conferees go and what they actually decide should be in the bill and shouldn't be in the bill uh, is is just going to be an interesting debate. And how this gets done uh, is going to be interesting to see. And having it all take place in the middle of the Olympics in Beijing, I think, is is pretty poignant. Uh, and so that's going to be some interesting thing in terms of the rhetoric that comes out of all of this. Uh, President Biden uh, said in a statement following the vote today, again, the successful vote in the House of Representatives, he said, I look forward to the House and Senate quickly coming together to find a path forward and putting a bill on my desk as soon as possible for my signature. America can't afford to wait. And again, that just signals how important this is for the Biden administration. Again, they've struggled with other pieces of legislation, Build Back Better, voter rights legislation, uh, all of those things. Uh, and I think the thing that everybody can come together and agree on as it relates to this bill, we do need to make our supply chain stronger. We do need to reinvigorate innovation and that whole engine in our economy so that we can, not just short term, but long term, compete with China and the rest of the world, we have to be positioned to do that. And I think for the most part, uh, Congress needs to get out of the way. Uh, and let's not, in an effort to have a message that we're going to be competitive, actually become less competitive. We've got to think it through all the way to the end of the row. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.